Deep Dive, episode 55, round 23 preview. We made it. How are you, Mr. Smith? I am absolutely fantastic. It's like the week before Christmas. Nearly I'm there. Nearly, nearly there. So, yeah, very pumped to get through the final home and away round before yeah. the real real footy start. So, I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm doing very well. We, it took us nearly half the ton, but we got there through to round 23 it's been a long long season but this has been a lot of fun doing this podcast this year and i can't wait to get into finals so before we bang into the round massive thanks to our mates at hopster home so hopster home if you haven't heard before is a fantastic craft beer delivery service so at the moment there's obviously hundreds of different craft beers out there what these guys do is curate it together in a pack of cans so you can get different size packs they're all fresh They've picked them as soon as they've been brewed and delivered them as soon as they can to Hopster Home and then Hopster Home put them together in a pack and then send them out to you. So it's a really, really switched on way to buy beer and it's very convenient, obviously delivered straight to your door. This month we've got a whole lot of new beers, rye IPAs, we've got a, a champagne slash IPA type weirdo blend from Wolf of the Willows and then some straight up sort of, you know, easy going lager type beers as well. So it's yeah, a really fun mix. Interesting one from The Hunter as well that you mentioned mentioned on the last episode uh, hope, or, hope, yeah so that was really really good so you do you get a good mix up uh, some of the brands if you're into craft beer you'll recognize but then there's obviously some more boutique smaller breweries that they find for you which is really good if you're into that so big mixture yeah exactly right and and, and they uh, obviously offering it a fantastic service for for those people who want craft beer and they're into their footy well you don't need to be in footy but you're listening to this so I'm assuming you're into footy we as would, well we would hope so otherwise you're going to be very bored for the next hour on top of that, as a listener uh, to AFL Deep Dive, you get $25 off your first pack as a Hopster Home customer on the on the first pack if you use AFL Deep Dive as the promo code. So that's really, really worthwhile, at least giving the service a go, and then you'll see how, how good it is and how convenient it is. And getting fresh beer straight away is, is great. So, Worst case scenario, you get fresh beer. Damn. What a, damn. What a, what a pain. Delivered to you. What a, what a absolute horrendous yeah. situation. Unbelievable. So before we bang into the round, a couple more little housekeeping things two more things so beyond the game so as you guys i'm sure are aware now we are doing a live show every week on a tuesday evening which we just got out of with beyond the game which is a really good sports online uh, video generally website uh, that do really really quality content through different sports but they do do a fair bit focusing on australian sports so they do do a fair bit obviously the afl being the biggest sport so we're doing a live show with them on their facebook page every tuesday night at 7 30 australian eastern standard time so i'll put all the information and the links in the description as always but definitely check out tonight's episode so uh smitty and i sat down and we talked a little about priority picks we talked we, so in the episodes we always do a lot over and above overall game type conversations that just don't fit into the game by game play by play type conversation that we have in the review and the preview so we did a bit of priority picks we chatted about who's the most disappointing team of season 2018 to not make finals Lot of, yeah, a number little, of, little discussion yeah, the news, on the Coleman. Yeah. Um, touched on some of the big news that's come out in the last 24 hours since we last recorded. So, obviously, Goddard, Goddard a couple of retirements, and Sandland, all that type of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, just some of the, the more general, overarching type topics that aren't issues per se that come out. Uh, there's enough, as we say, other podcasts, news programs, whatnot, uh, talking about the issues within the game. We don't mm. need to cover that 
any anymore. No. So some of those other topics that we just don't have time and, and aren't relevant to the game by game uh, analysis, as Trent just said, yeah. that we do on the podcast each and every week. But it's not like you know sensational stuff. It's stuff that you know, relates to the game. So you know we might use a an episode to talk about the state of the game in terms of rules or whatever. But we do also do previews of games and look at the ladder and a whole bunch of stuff that works a little bit better for video format. So I'll keep putting up the audio and I will put up the audio of tonight's show in your feed here as people seem to be enjoying that that haven't had a chance to check out the video. But definitely check out the video and I know we keep saying it's live but that doesn't mean the video disappears. It's not a, a Snapchat scenario. You, it's all, all the videos are up there on the Beyond the Games Facebook page so you can go and watch it again. There's no... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They all stay up there. We're not going to take them down, no. If you're familiar with Facebook pages you've got tabs near the top that you can look at the posts the videos and ed who curates it all he uh, has set it up pretty very professionally yeah unlike my speaking at the moment so mm-hmm. you'll be able to find those videos and some of his other content quite easily that's it and one other thing before we get into the round bit of housekeeping so as i mentioned on the review which came out yesterday but if you did miss that one or day before that yesterday for you because you'll be listening to this on wednesday I am going to be away for a little bit, so don't be too alarmed. There'll still be podcasts, so we are going to change the format slightly. We would have probably changed it slightly anyway, because next week we've got the bye week, so there aren't any games to look ahead. So we'll just do the one episode. As to when that's going to drop, I don't know, because it's going to depend on the time zones when we can both link up. You know, it's really, it's just hard to work out where exactly I'm going to be in terms of doing it, but we figured out how we can do it successfully, so I think 99% it'll get done but I just can't tell you exactly when it'll drop. But it'll probably drop in and around roughly when you would get an episode anyway. But that's um, if, it, if it sounds a little bit different. It should sound okay. We did some sound tests and it sounds like it's going to be fine. It, might, it won't probably sound as clean as this because we're recording it on a, on a professional mic. Um, and we're sitting next to each other. Sitting right next to each other, we're not on the other side of the earth. So that, that might affect it slightly. But I think it should, it should still work. But we are going to do... So there will be an episode that'll drop in the bye week. So we use that to really sort of look at round uh, 23, sort of as a review, but we'll we'll know who's going to play who in the final. So we'll do a little bit of talking to that, but not too heavily. And then the next week, leading up to the, the first week of finals, we will do a, a chat, obviously, leading into the, But again, I'll still be away, so we won't do a very, very long... It won't be like a two-hour type review sort of conversation, but we will attempt to do at least a 45, you know, 50-minute type discussion. We'll get that one out, and then I'm I'm back after that. So I'll still be well. All the sort of normal stuff will will go on in terms of the the prelim, the Brownlow, the um, grand final, obviously. So yeah. So in short, for the next couple of weeks, it'll yeah. probably just be the one episode, one episode. Yeah. Uh, each week, which makes sense with the the buy in there. So we'll review this yeah. round next week, and then we'll preview the first week of finals the week after which Bingo. is good and then obviously yeah the episodes are going to be slightly shorter for no other reason than there's less games to talk about but we'll, we'll get to go deep into each game so we're not saying yeah. mar- we're talking marginally shorter which is probably ideal for a lot of listeners but out there anyway exactly but the other thing too is a lot of people that do podcasts remotely that are in different states I've, I've never heard one that goes for more than a 30-40 minute conversation because it's so much harder because I can't see when, I, at least when I'm sitting next to you I can you know, tell when you're going to roughly tell when you're going to yeah, speak and exactly right. you know, we get the rhythm going whereas in you know totally other side of the world I got no idea but you know that that's basically why there will be a little bit less 
But yeah, um, and also just to back over one other thing, we did say, if you did miss this in the review, we did say that in the bye week we would do some season uh, review type scenarios. We decided that we will sh- we will definitely do those, but we are going to shelve that until after the trade period. So we were thinking potentially of doing you know three or four teams that were well and truly out of it in the bye week, so you guys had a bit more content, but obviously the, the challenge of being on the other side of the earth. But then on top of that, it, it, I think it just makes sense to wait till ev- the whole season is done, including trade period, and then we can do, do yeah, a we've got a lot look, lot much more context around each of the teams, yeah. where they're headed, uh, what moves they make to improve the list, and whether we think the improved significantly yeah. hardly at all or actually have been detrimental with some of the changes that they make so yeah, yeah. and, and, and it uh, makes for more um, contingent listening as yeah. well because we're going to go from alphabetical right. order A through to W so yeah. it makes so it and, and there'll be a fair bit to cover so we just can't do that while I'm away but yeah that will happen after the trade period so that's just a bit of a heads up on a few different things so yeah definitely check out the Beyond the Game that's why there's only going to be the one episode and and that sort of covers everything I think we need to do. So let's bang into the round just gone. So second last round, nearly there. Only nine games to go of the home and away. So on this Friday coming, so Power versus the Dons, ninth versus 11th. Not a game that has any sort of finals type you know, intensity related to it. The only thing that can come out of this game is if Geelong lose to the Gold Coast, which we think is almost certainly not to happen. If that is to happen, then this game has some fire in it, but that won't happen until the next day anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, with that absolutely slightest of finals glimmer in their eyes and the fact that uh, they could be potentially playing with one of their teammates for the last time this ever. Uh, in Pollock, if yeah. you didn't hear the news by the time you listen to this, there's big rumours that he is going to agree to terms with North Melbourne and, yeah. and move over to Victoria next year. But having said that, big news over in uh, Bombertown is Goddard re- being given a contract. Yeah. So they'll want to obviously send him out on a high note. So there's a lot of internal reasons to play uh, very good football to yeah. uh, either a say farewell to a, a stalwart who captained the club for a, a bit there in their darkest hour and then obviously potentially the top three yeah. BNF player but I think moving on. That's it. But I think ultimately there's still interest in the game but at the same time Porter, I mean there's obviously not a heap in this. There's definitely games in this round that mean a lot more. So oh, as absolutely. A, as I said, Power versus Essendon, ninth versus 11th. Power really falling away in the back end of the season. Only one win out of the last five. Bombay's winning three out of the last five, but obviously had a really, really good second half to the season. So obviously in Adelaide, Oval Power's home ground. And this is, it's a really interesting one as to... Because they're both pretty much playing for pride, as we've said. I thought... Look, I think Essendon are very capable of upsetting in this game. But I think given that... It's the power at home. I don't know. How, what do you, what read on do you get of this game? Yeah, oh, it's very hard to to tip Port Adelaide, but I mean they've got nothing to lose, so the pressure pressure's kind of off in, in a little while. You know because the likelihood of the Suns upsetting Geelong will be in the back of their minds. But if they do want to play finals, they win. That gives them a chance. They lose. That's it. Yeah. Whereas Essendon know their season is over. It doesn't matter if they win, lose, or draw. 
they can't play finals. So, but I think this, it's but it is it is a very incredible path for power to make finals. Well, it's just I, very unlikely. That so Geelong sorry, so lose. should I, yeah. we should iron that out more specifically? Sorry. So yeah, if power are to win and Geelong lose, that's one pathway. Sorry, we yeah, if they both them together, if they both if win, they, yeah, Geelong have to win narrowly, and and then Port would have to win by over two hundred points. Look, I, I, I'm so going to go Essendon. I'm going Essendon because yeah. I have to tip on form and they'll they'll want to chair Goddard off and I just after the last month of seeing Port play the way they have Well they've only won one out of their last five. Yeah, like, so they've I'm had gonna, all those I'm other, go the bombers, yeah. yeah. They've had all the other mo- they've had the same motivation for the last five or six weeks to play finals football. Why would it be any different the way they come out this yeah. week? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean I think for me Essendon they've shown a lot and I think that it's really disappointing in a lot of respects they're not playing finals because I think had they gotten in they would have done some real damage and I think I they, agree. they would have been able to really I think a lot of teams are pretty happy that they haven't been able to scrape it together because had they come in I don't think it would have been like last year where they ended up just playing Sydney and losing pretty easily I think they would have come in and won at least one final so yeah, fascinating game. So I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Essendon as well. So, in terms of the ins and the outs, I mean, uh, for me, I don't think it's going to change the game. There's not so many ins and outs that are going to be too too specific. I reckon they're pretty much going to remain unchanged. I would have thought. Yeah, I, I would think, think so. As I don't well. think they're going to mix things up too much. They might take one or two out just to see what a younger player looks like in the back end of the the year. But yeah, I think they're going to remain relatively unchanged. And then in terms of the power, yeah, it's interesting. It'd be interesting to see what they do. Whether they, you know, obviously there's such a tiny, tiny chance. Pal Pepper was, you know, really impressive in the Sandful, just gone. Whether they they pull him back in again, you would think. Maybe even need as well. Uh, Ebert sort of on on the fringes too. Whether they bring him in to help in defence. So I don't know. It, there's a, there's a few different few different options. Uh, Carl Amon as well. I mean, given the the speed that Essendon are going to bring, Amon I think would probably be good from a speed perspective. And Pal Pepper as well. Yeah, exactly. So they they might be two changes that they do uh, pull. But yeah, I, I'm still I'm going to go with Essendon. I agree. Yeah. Even I get it, it's at home. There's going to be an aggressive crowd, but I think Essendon want to prove that they are a very good side and, and that they're continue, going to mean a lot next year. Yeah, and continue the momentum. Even though they've lost a, a couple of very close games in the back end, they've had momentum for the last ten weeks, and they'll want to continue that into into the preseason. Obviously, uh, get set and have a really good uh, post preseason for the 2019 season. And yeah, I reckon they're going to have a big crack next year for sure. Yeah, and I think they'll they'll want to show. It. I think for them, like there's a lot of pride on the line and they'll, they'll just really want to show that, that they're, they're competitive and that they can they can bring it on the big stage and, and win away. So And they've actually played, they beat West Coast away. They've played away quite well this year. So I'm going to go with the Dons as yep. well. So next game, we're going to the Saturday games now. Geelong versus the Gold Coast Suns, 8th versus 17th. So obviously, big, big chocolate for Geelong to win this game. They've won three out of the last five. Gold Coast obviously very very poor for a long time one out of the last five but they've won really only basically not much out of not much no. so yeah you'd think Geelong by a long long way let's get that out of the way yeah absolutely let's just say we're wrong on Friday night and Port get up 
that's just that little bit more incentive for yeah. Geelong to win. Regardless, so they win. They that's all. They only need to to win to keep their finals hopes alive. So whether it's a hundred point win or a one point win, it doesn't matter. They'll get the job done. Can't see Gold Coast. They had a really gallant effort on the weekend against yeah. Brisbane. But Brisbane didn't kick very straight, so that's probably why margin was so close. And they've shown not to be able to back up a good performance the following week anyway. And yeah. I just think Geelong well, will be too strong. Yeah. They'll get some momentum going into the finals. Obviously, they're going to finish low in the eight. So they're going to have to obviously have as much uh, confidence uh, about going into the finals as possible. And a big win is around the corner, I reckon, for them again. Yeah, so I think the Cats will play a couple of kids to see how they go in relation to the finals. Narco was really good in the VFL. So you think he's he's a big chance to come in, even in a Connor as well. I don't know, maybe they want to play Thurlow or maybe Murdoch. I don't know. I mean, there'll be, there's always at Geelong a few changes, but I, I, I don't think it's really going to make a hell of a lot of difference. They'll still they'll beat the Gold Coast regardless. And I think the Gold Coast are going to go relatively unmanned. I can't see anything specific that will no. change. And, I, and you wouldn't, expect, as we were discussing on the Facebook Live, you wouldn't expect Geelong to go in with too many changes because they'll want to have that continuity coming into finals anyway. Yeah. Yeah, like one way straight, I think. It'll be a 60-plus point win for the Cats. Yeah, I think another big win. I don't think it'll be as big as the Freo game because they'll be a little bit more conservative in terms of... Of just not pushing it too hard in the back end of the game and they, they, they know once they've got that game done they are going to play finals so yep. they won't want to go too hard and some of their stars will probably sit on the bench for lengthier periods they'll probably put Dan- Dangerfield might only play 60-65% of the game if, if they're if well they and truly out, in control yeah. there's no point leaving him out on the field if they can get it done with some of their kids yeah and it'll be interesting to see how um, Chris Scott goes with Hawkins if he's got three or four in the first quarter do they keep him out in the park and try and give him that chance to start win the Coleman get yeah. the Coleman I know that's always in the back of the mind but sometimes it just helps for the entertainment factor um, would it be his first one I mean yeah it'd be, be massive achievement for him pull to him off yeah yeah it'd be a bit like Clarko um, putting Ruffhead. 400 people no 400 people on, on um, Fed for, for Vola well so Ruffhead did go on yeah, Vola remember he went down that's there. right yeah so hopefully that doesn't happen and it's um, just as is like they've played all year and if Hawkins is up and about they just keep him out there and keep feeding him the pill because he's been some bloody good form. Yeah, Cats for me. I think the Cats can definitely win this by a long, long way. So we'll move into the next game. Richmond versus the Bulldogs first versus 13. So Richmond going for 21 straight at the G. Richmond obviously winning a lot in a row. Doggies actually quite good recent form. They've started to figure out who plays where and what goes where. So they've won three out of the last five, but they have done three in a row. So that's, that's, that's quite good. Uh, Richmond still for me though Yeah I can't see the doggies Putting a chink in the Richmond armour That is the MCG Fortress Although I think they'll be fairly competitive Over three and a bit quarters I think it'll just be that pure class And and polish that Richmond are Multiple rungs above West uh, The doggies sorry Uh, That they'll only need a 15 to 20 minute period Where they'll just pile on a big margin between the two teams and that'll be the difference and then they'll just manage their team and their list like they have for the last well, best part of a month now mm. and yeah I think Tigers pretty comfortably in the end maybe You'd 20 think so. points yeah no, I think more than that I reckon more like 30 or 40 so I think Gareth Waite probably comes out for Asprey so it sounds like Asprey's definitely going to come back in so if you did miss footy over the last week in a bit Richmond rested quite a few leading into the game last week. So there was no Cochin. Lambert had surgery, but no Cochin. 
no uh, Prestia as well, Asprey. So I imagine Cochin will come back in, and then I think I think Garethway probably goes out. Asprey will come in. I reckon Prestia uh, for Baker. Uh, Barker, sorry, I think Barker was was fine, but not great. Um, I think Prestia probably in. But yeah, it be interesting to see what they do do. Whether they do bring a few of these guys in and then rest a whole bunch of you know other group of, of people they want to give a bit of rest. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do do. But I think I reckon Cochin does come in. I reckon it's too long to not have him playing. It'd be over a month by the time he was to come in in that first final. I reckon they want a bit of synergy in the legs. Yeah, you would think so. There's only a handful of players that do really well with those long breaks. Like your and Martin. he might. We don't know. Yeah, you, I mean, obviously Martin's very good at it. Uh, Franklin's occasionally come back after a long break with a pretty good performance. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know. I, I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Cochin doesn't come back in because. I think. Like I think he Jane, likes the synergy though. Yeah, and I, I just think that Richmond will probably do a similar thing this week and re- maybe not their big name players like they did uh, be recently, few, but yeah. I think they'll just swap three or four for three or four just to uh, just put some yeah. break in those leagues because this team of all teams has had continuity all year, so a lot of these players have played 20, 23 games all come up to that. Yeah. So they're going to get a little bit tired in legs, so the week off might help. So don't be surprised if like Rance comes out or something like that because yeah. he hasn't had a break in a while. Don't, don't be surprised. Anyone that's... Because the reality is so... You're not aware Richmond's locked in the top position, let alone the top two positions. So they can't go out of a minor premiership in the the first position. So for me, yeah, I mean, if there's anyone with any niggle, they're going to rest them. Yeah, I think so too. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see what they do do. But so when he let's have a little bit of a look at the the doggies. So I don't, yeah, we obviously think Richmond can win by a long way. But Adams, Adams in, I would think. I reckon he has another go at it. We don't know what's happening with Bontempelli. I think he's going to be given a long chance throughout the week to play. Honeychurch, it sounds like is a bit of a, a possibility as well. But the Bont's kind of the more main one. No Bont, and I think they're going to lose by a bit more. I reckon it's more like 40, 50. But if he's in. I I think he's that good. I reckon it could be more like 20 or 30 then if he comes in. Yeah, and it's an interesting one. A bit of a conundrum for uh, the doggies there with their best player under a bit of a cloud. Dandy if you do, dandy if you don't. If you play him, if he goes in and re-injures himself, himself, was it worth it considering there's not a lot to play for except for a bit of pride and maybe an upset win um, to finish off with four wins in a row. I like that and we touched on it in the Facebook Live. I like the idea of teams going all out when there's nothing to play for just to have that momentum into the next awesome. season yeah, yeah because it does it, it helps build confidence in players continuity as a team and helps you to work on new game plans for the next year so hopefully he does get up obviously you want to see the best players playing um, most games but if he is not in sort of that 90% ready to play footy I wouldn't risk it it's not worth it yeah so for, for us we think we think the yeah, teams by a bit yeah, yeah pretty comfortably especially at the G as well if it was at Eddie Head I would, I would say get a bit closer but yeah for the G's obviously clearly well, obviously a very big advantage to say the very least yeah, it's Next, not somewhere the dogs like playing that well. Well, especially not this, this year, but yeah, not, this with, year, not yeah. with all the experience out. I know there's a couple that have come back later in the year, but they're going to be really good next year. But yeah, there's there's not really a lot on the line, I don't think, no. necessarily. And yeah, Richmond, Richmond won't want to throw this or anything like that either. So next game, Frio versus the Pies. So Pies getting Fremantle at a fantastic time at the back end of the year. So very good scheduling for the Pies. 
Pies have been in pretty good form. They've actually only won three out of the last five, but they have been pretty good. Frio won one out of their last five, and last week obviously getting completely obliterated, 23 unanswered goals. You know, the first time since 1890 that it happened, all sorts of incredible stats. So 14th versus third. I think the Pies by at least 40 points for me. Yeah, a minor miracle would have to happen for for Frio to even get close. And this this is for a team that's playing at home Yeah, uh, this week. Uh, yeah, I, I'm agreeing. So I think Colin... After would, that disgraceful game. Yeah, I think Colin... I mean, they'll come out and obviously play much better footy. Fife will love being back at Optus Stadium and all that type of stuff. But yeah, Colin but, would adjust... They are just so well drilled. They'll just go over there with a heap of confidence, knowing that if they win this game, they could go to second. Yeah. Um, if West Coast don't Because West Coast have still got a bit of a challenge in front of them, and we'll get to that game soon. So, And they can sh- shore up a uh, top four spot as well. So they've got a lot to play for, the Pies, and I think they'll get the job done and win. Yeah, maybe not 40 points, but uh, still comfortably. Uh, four, four goals plus for me. Yeah, I think, I think given that... You know, the Pies dealt with Port, not with ease, but they dealt with them. And then, you know, that was just one of the worst performances all year. And that's saying a lot because we've seen some pretty bad performances from Carlton and the Gold Coast. But that performance from Fremantle was unbelievable. So I, I think, yeah, for me, for me, I think Collingwood by, I reckon by a bit, to be honest. I reckon a 40, 45 to 50 points. Okay, I interesting. They, I it wouldn't they surprise if they do, yeah. And... Well, I, I don't, I, like, purely down to matchups in terms of their key players. I mean, I, I just don't see it. But also, interestingly, uh, what, do do the Pies rest a couple as well? I mean, uh, they they still, I know there's that chance to get that second spot, but you, I, I'm, I still think West Coast can beat Brisbane. Oh, but they could drop out of the top four if they don't win. It's true, but at the same time, Time, I think they can still win maybe without a piece out. I think Freo are that poor at the oh, moment. Yeah, I don't think Buckley will go down that path. I don't I don't think he'll... He's been they tested just with got, injuries. They just got absolutely obliterated Freeman. If they play even half that bad, Pies will beat them with three quarters if, of their If Nathan players. Buckley goes into that game, resting players when he doesn't need to... I don't mean like a group of them. I mean like, let's say let's say Dugowie's got a got a um, some if soreness. Le- He's had issues throughout the last four or five weeks. I mean, he looks legitimate out anyway after... Because he pulled up pretty sore. We, we think so, yeah. I, I'm not saying... No, no, no. I'm not meaning like an enrichment sense where they're, they're locked oh, okay, in. Oh, cool. Sorry. That's, I no, no, that's no, no. Not like no, a group no, no. of five or six players. I'm meaning like one or two. Yeah, different story. Just be, from people that have had a bit of you know issues... Yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, that, that, yeah, that all I'm saying is don't be surprised if one or two rest because they've been so, Fremantle. I just don't see. But I guess they have been okay at times. Who knows? There's such a conundrum, Fremantle. They're so hard to get a read on. I that's just think one, that's think, one way of saying it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think the Pies game plan. I think the coaches will outcoach Fremantle as well significantly. I think that's a big problem for them on the day. Oh, I agree. I think Bucks outcoaches Ross without a doubt, and I, and that's a real testament to Bucks, and it's a, a real problem for for Ross because he it, to me his his style looks outdated. Yeah, he's not without willing, a doubt. He's not willing to change for the modern game. Well, but, I, the, but that's what it looks like, and it's obviously showing in the fact that Fremantle. Are not only not playing finals again, yeah. but they're not even competitive. And the, and this rebuild is is you know w- there was that whole thing after the game about how long it's taking, whatever. And we went into that in the review. But regardless of that, I mean, I just don't see enough from them. I don't I don't see this building into anything specific. So yeah, I, I worry for them in this game. I think the Pies could win quite well. Yeah, and that will do a lot, not much for their confidence getting belted in the last no, two weeks of the season. Not at all. So even though they won eight for the year, which is maybe a bit better than where we thought they were at, getting smashed. In the back end of the year is not ideal. No. Speaking of getting smashed, this could happen as well in this next game. So Carlton versus the Crows, 18th versus 12th. 
Crows finishing the season off. Actually, not too bad. They've won three out of the last five. They've beat North, which had a hell of a lot to play for last week. And then the Blues, you know, obviously sort of, you know, on one wheel at this stage. So they've won one out of their last five. But, yeah, they haven't won any for ages. So 18th versus 12th. Yeah. The real serious win this year was Essendon. Yeah, this could be quite ugly. Yeah. Uh, Adelaide played. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie had, had pretty, pretty well. Yeah. So fast deck. Uh, obviously, some pride on the line for Adelaide. And they've uh, pretty much known that for a few weeks now. And they've done everything they could to get close to that very slim finals opportunity didn't quite get there so they'll they'll come out all guns blazing and I think they will comfortably beat the Blues who are just a biggest basket case as the Fremantle Dockers and nothing seems to be going right for them at this stage I just realised we didn't do any of the ins and the outs for the last game but very very briefly I don't think there's going to be anything specific on Fremantle's side the only one to watch really I know again that's probably not going to make a difference but the only thing is that how's a chance to come back in and where they give him a run prior to the bye just to sort of get him a bit going I, I don't know so that, that's a possible change is that, that Howe would come in because he, he is yeah. looking a lot better yeah absolutely and we it did touch on like Dugowie is a fair yeah, chance we, of being rested because he did look a bit sore towards the end of last yeah but in terms of I, I imagine that I imagine the Freeman will probably will be, be unchanged yeah and if but they're it, going to do anything just bring in a whole bunch of people we've never heard of before and see if they can play well, I think he's been starting to do that at least but anyway Goodness. in terms of um, Carlton O'Shea I reckon's a bit of a chance to come in as well maybe even Schumacher but I don't think to be honest I don't think that this is going to make a hell of a lot of difference and then on the Adelaide side I, I mean Mitch McGovern yeah I mean so Duday he's out with his collarbone, collarbone. so it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how Mitch McGovern goes you know maybe a full full time in d- down back um, yeah there, there's a couple of others that they could potentially bring in I, I I don't think it's going to make much of a difference I think Adelaide by a fair way yeah I think they're going to win by about 40 or 50 points yeah sad with Duday not being able to play the last game that we won't see him until next year with no Adelaide in finals because I really like Duda I think he's one of my favourite favourite young players he's been really good all year yeah and you would think he's probably only second behind Stevenson yeah. uh, for the NAB rising stage and Rainer I reckon they're the top three yeah. don't, don't know what order but pro- potentially that, that order so. yeah and he's been able to come in and fill that Jake Lever role very well for such a young guy yeah he's done really yeah. really well without a doubt and uh, Malia as well they've, they've actually they've, look it's, it's, the Crows are a funny old team this year they've been really good and really poor and I think yeah the injuries have murdered them obviously throughout the years everyone keeps saying let's move into the next game which is a massive massive game fifth versus fourth this is basically a final Sydney versus the Hawks so basically playing for that top four position Sydney won three out of the last five, won the last three in a row, and the Hawks in great winning position. Obviously, only just getting over the Saints, but they still won five in a row. They still got the four points, yeah. So they still got it done in the end. So you know, obviously, Hawks in pretty good form. So big, big news out of this one in terms of the ins and the outs. This is about as big as it gets. So Lance Franklin sounds like he's a big chance to not play. So that's not ideal. And then the other one is Parker, you keep hearing, is a, a big chance to not play as well with a hamstring. Yeah, and then so, some slightly good news for Swan supporters, though. There's a bit of a chance that Sam Reed could come in for his first game since round three. I think that's 
stretching it a little bit. I think if yeah. they want him fit for finals, they'll give him all the time in the world because uh, obviously they've sewn up a final spot now. I don't think Sam Reid will come in and I think it's a big chance that Buddy will be rested, especially if uh, Frawley doesn't get up for Hawthorne. The other one is Grundy, whether Sydney bring Grundy back in as well, who obviously took some time out for mental health and then also, I mean, he's been back in the knee full, but yeah, I, I reckon they, they should play him one more game, see how he's going, especially leading into finals. Yeah, so you need to know where someone like a key defender is at mm. um, and he has been playing pretty good footy in the needle so I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Grundy comes back into that side it'll definitely strengthen that back, back line up yeah. for Sydney and it'll uh, give him that chance to see if he's still capable uh, of playing at that top level yeah well it frees up McVeigh to play a little bit higher up the ground which which obviously assists him and, and he becomes a part of that link up player yeah I think it, it's a fascinating game isn't it and then in terms of the Hawks ins and outs I uh, so where where do you see this? I mean, so it sounds like Ruffett is is definitely going to come back in. I so what do you what changes do you think they'll make up against Sydney? I mean, you'd think they'd want to bring in a bit of pace. I mean, it's been proven throughout this year that strong pace really really troubles Sydney. Yeah. So what do you I, think? So I, I really liked the the dash and sort of bit of nonchalance from the young Irish. Uh, Connor Nash. Yeah. He's not only has he got pace, he's actually quite tall as well. So he fits into a similar mould to Ryan Burton off the halfback. So that adds some height and pace to a sort of halfback line that's still trying to work itself out. Well, funnily enough, that Hawthorne have kept more teams under 68 than any other team, which I couldn't believe when I saw that stat the other mm. day. I think Roughhead definitely comes in, being there, done that against Sydney in clutch moments, especially at the SCG. So Funnily enough, everyone talks about oh, Sydney keep beating Hawthorne on the MCG. So Hawthorne have won four in a row at the SCG against Sydney. So they like to play each other at their opposite grounds. grounds. Uh, this should be a belter regardless of who's in or out. Lots to play for. Obviously, the winner sews up a top four. Yeah. Four spot. I think that probably well, you would think if most games fall the way they do, both, yeah. I mean, whoever loses this game probably finishes fifth or sixth, so they get a home final, but it's an elimination final. So yeah. I think, yeah, lots to play for. Uh, very, they'll get a sellout uh, crowd there at the SCG, you would expect. Oh, it'd be, it'd be really 40 good. odd, yeah. Yeah, and then from there, um, who knows? Just let it happen. I, I wish, Buddy, I hope Buddy gets up and plays, but I, I, no, I doubt I mean, it. It sounds almost, let's let's get that out of the way. I mean, it sounds like he's almost yeah. certainly not going to play. So I'm, I'm going to tip the Hawks. I, I think nobody is just, it's too big of an out. And I know we keep saying, why do we keep riding off Sydney? And every time we do, we regret it. I'm not riding them off, but I just think their avenues to goal with him out is, is problematic. And I know they've got Ronk and, and, you know, McCartan and some of these other guys that could, you know, provide some scoreboard pressure. But against a Hawthorne with that defence, I just don't see a Ronk or somebody like that getting heavily off the chain. Yeah, I'm going with Hawks as well. Uh, the record at the SCG, as I just mentioned, is uh, really good. I think the midfield at Hawthorne now can match Sydney's midfield as yeah. far as the contested ball uh, winning capabilities. They've got probably the upper hand with McAvoy and obviously a backup. Segler could come in for Pitney, but Pitney seems to have put on the 
bulk that was needed of him in the offseason to be physically strong enough to do the ruck work in AFL. So they've got a combination. So they'll run, um, uh, what is the Sydney Ruckman? Just had a mind blank. I was going to say Tippett, but he doesn't play there anymore. No, he doesn't play anymore. No, so having two Ruckman, they'll run him around. Uh, Sinclair, that's Sinclair, it. Yeah. yeah, so Sinclair was, is likely to get quite tired and they've got no obvious replacement to sort of pinch hit in there. And I think that's where it'll be won in the, in the Ruck division. And obviously having the midfield now with O'Meara, Mitchell, Warple um, being able to go toe-to-toe with that uh, sort of bullish uh, Sydney midfield. Tactically, it's going to be a fascinating game. Looking forward to chatting about this when we do get in touch while I'm away. I'll be in the air when this is playing, so this will be pretty annoying. I won't get to actually see it live, which is a shame, but I'll, I'll definitely watch it when I get a chance. But, yeah, look, it should be an amazing game, obviously, with the, the way Sydney plays with that heart and with how, how well they structure up and how high they do defend and... Uh, and then on top of that, you've got you know such a quality defence in the last month and a half from the Hawks as a, as a bare minimum, really. And then you know they've, they've, Gunston can easily get off the chain. He's such a quality two-way player, and we saw that again last week. And he was a big reason they were able to beat the Saints. And it feels like Bruce is due a bit of a big one as well. So I don't know. I, I, I think the Hawks for me, but again, of course, as always, I wouldn't be surprised if Sydney was yeah. somehow able to get it done. I mean, if it wasn't for the rivalry that the Hawks had with the Cats, this is the big rivalry that has been going on for a number of years yeah. now between these two clubs. It's definitely one of the top ones, without a doubt, with you know Geelong and Hawthorne as well. Because they've, they've been up the top for so long. So obviously they've created a lot of chapters in the rivalry. Yeah. So let's pump into the Sunday games. So Brisbane versus the Eagles first. 15th versus second, which doesn't sound like a very good game. But I think this actually will be. So Brisbane have won one out of the last five, just winning just last week. And then the Eagles going yeah, yeah, okay, actually. They obviously had a bunch of injuries. No Kennedy, which hurts things. No Darling, really, either. It sounds like he might get up. But, yeah, obviously no Gaff, no Natanui. They're missing some pieces, which, you know, clearly fit into their puzzle. I think the Eagles, but... Again, I would not be surprised. Yeah, this, I mean, obviously, Eagles have got a lot to play for because they lose, then that uh, second spot and guaranteed home finals uh, goes away. So you would think that that's more than enough motivation to uh, bring their A game to the Gabba. Brisbane, disappointing last week in the sense that they didn't kick accurately and probably should have won by eight or nine goals, maybe 10 goals. Yeah. So if they can fix that up, I think they're in for a real chance. I like throwing in a smoky, so I'm actually going to go with the Lions in the, the Lions. upset, which will just be the kick in the backside that the Eagles need before the final. Yeah, it's interesting. I think like it's you know there's no logic to it, but I think with the Eagles losing last week to the D's, it feels like they're going to win this. But a while ago, it felt like this was the one they were going to lose. Mm. I don't know. I think I'm going to lock the Eagles in, but I might wait and see what some of the ins and the outs are going to be. It sounds like Darling will play, but then it sounds like... But they've been winning kind of really without Without, him anyway. So with it, and it's not ideal, it's going to come out of Brisbane, so they'll have to pull in some... Yeah, that's a real shame, him uh, injuring himself. Yeah, not ideal. And then the Eags, as I said. So interesting scenario. Darling, obviously, yeah, with that concussion. We just don't know. So we're, as always, recording this on a Tuesday night. They potentially get Schofield back. I mean, he's obviously a seasoned veteran veteran and a very good player. So haven't seen him out in the park for a while because of a, an Achilles or a hamstring injury, I think yeah. it was. So it'd be good to see him back if he gets up. And they do have a lot of depth. I think is it Waterman, the son of the 1990s. Yeah. Uh, I think he's, he's probably due for a recall if he's up and about. So that's the beauty 
about this West Coast side. They do bat fairly deep, and it'd be um, would have been very interesting to see had uh, those injuries and suspensions to some guns uh, didn't happen where they'd be sitting right now. I think they'd be really pushing Richmond at this stage of the ladder. Potentially, yeah. So I think, look, I'm going to go with the Eagles. You're going with Brisbane, which is a fair tip. But yeah, let, let's just opt for me. I'm going one of those games where I will ride the ins and the outs just a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I think bit. I will too. If the Eagles think, hang on, we've just got to rest this player, this player, and then something else happens in the back of the week that we don't know because it feels like the kind of game that could get affected pretty heavily by that in the given they're obviously second on the ladder and yeah, and yeah. obviously the, the the three or four teams, or three out of the four teams that could potentially take their spot... Oh, sorry. No, I take that back. The three teams that could potentially take their spot on second play all before them, so they'll know where they sit, and that may dictate how they play and who they play. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it's a fascinating game, but um, we'd better keep moving because yeah. we've got two more to go. So Dees versus the Giants. So this is really the other big, big game for me. So Dees have won three out of the last five, obviously with a great win last week against the Eagles away. And then Giants have won a lot in a row. They've done very, very well. They've won four out of the last five. And really, when the, well, they were up on Sydney for a lot of the game and until they lost Davis and Griffin and you know really started to get hampered in that department. They, I think, were a big chance and probably would have won that game had Davis played the whole game out. So Giants, you know, they're sort of struggling a little bit when it comes to injuries now. I So do you think the Ds can beat the Giants on the G given their ins and outs? Full strength for both teams. I would pick the Giants, but given given the issues that they've got, so it's looking like Kelly and Reed are going to be able to come in. Kelly's a massive in, obviously. I think Reed's a good in as well. Do you do you think the D's can beat them? Yeah, absolutely, I do. So this is going to be the other yeah belter of a game. Yeah. You would think uh, a home elimination final is up for grabs for the Giants. Potentially top four still there, depending on how other results go. Jack Viney could come back for Melbourne as well, although I think that's pretty optimistic very optimistic so but your theory that has pretty been probably 80 percent uh factual all year with teams playing sydney struggle the week after yeah so i definitely think melbourne they'll be up and about they've obviously got that traveled in a hot day away against yeah um, but they got that they got that massive massive boulder and uh pressure off their shoulders so it's true yeah yeah i think i I think the d's get up in this game not convincingly i think it'll be sort of maybe a goal after the siren or a late goal just to another to, close game yeah, wow. yeah just to just to get all those Melbourne supporters on edge and, and, and give them a heart attack a heart attack another one like, yeah another one so yeah D's for me I think by about 7 or 8 points this is a really hard tip I agree I think Hibbard's yeah I mean Hibbard it sounds like he's going to play Viney I think they're dreaming if they think he's going to come in again I think there'll be no changes on the D's side and Kelly clearly comes in for the Giants yeah and then Reed. it sounds like as well they're pretty confident on coming in so for me I reckon the D this as well hey Alright, both for the I just think I just think the Giants have been up for a long time and I just think they might fall a little bit. They are such a good side and I don't really like tipping against them. No. And I think they are a massive threat and they could easily win this game. But I don't know. I just think I just think Melbourne with that momentum, 
I, I'm, I've, I'm buying into what they're able to do. I know they've been really unsuccessful against a lot of top sides all year, but I think that's been, uh, you know, that's been a, a small piece of the um, important piece, but a small piece to the end of their puzzle. And I think, yeah, I think for me, I think the D's can do it. I think, I think they, they just, they just did it pretty well against uh, an undermanned, but still, obviously, still a very good side against the E's. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this game because I think these are the two teams that. From the bottom half are the two teams that could go deep into the finals. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it. I think it's going to be on at about 2.30 my time, which is awesome. Or AM, so very convenient, but I'll, I don't know. I'll, I don't know. A couple of can... whiskeys and you'll be all right. I mean, more than that. It's <laughs> 10 coffees or something to try yeah. and stay awake, but I don't know. Who knows where, where my head will be at. We will have haven't been um, in that time zone for long, so it might still be on Melbourne time to some degree, but... Yeah, look, I think, um, I think, yeah, the D's for me, but very, very hard to, to know. I'll be fascinated to watch this game in terms of ins and outs throughout the week as well. Yeah, I was going to say, like the game beforehand, probably ride on who is the ins and outs for this game to really have a decisive uh, call on who wins. I think so. Yeah. But the Giants obviously could absolutely win this game. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's funny, it's a, it's, even though it's the last, it just shows how even how good the season's been for me, is that, you know, even round 23 is hard to tip. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's, that's a good thing. No resting of 11 players before well, finals. We're not, we're not saying that at all, which is great. The only real example of that was a little bit of Richmond last week. But they, to be fair, though, they had legitimate reasons for all of them. Presti's had issues for a while. Lambert was getting surgery. And Cochin, you know, he they Basically. rested him pretty heavily through the Gold Coast game anyway. So, yeah. Last game of the round, so Saints versus North, 16th versus 10th. Saints haven't won anything for a while. We're pretty competitive against the Hawks and probably should have won that game. You could mount a pretty strong argument. Yeah, they were the best team they of the day. Probably, and then North have won two out of the last five, so started to taper off a bit. Last kind of real quality win, I would have thought, was against uh, West Coast County Tassie. Yeah. But yeah, look, look. Good team, been really good all year. We've been up about North all year. I reckon North for me will will continue their winning ways and um and and just pull it. I know obviously that there's not much on the line, but I think they'll win for Jared White and and you know he's 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 a real icon of that club. No, I'm joking, half joking. He's like the is it. Um, oh, he's, he's they do. Nah- the, the supporters have got around him. He's though, a jokes nah-hars, aside, isn't he? He's a new Nahas. No, no, he's a, he is a good player. He's a very good player. Jokes aside, I think he, you know, they, I don't know whether that's going to really make them win, but I think for me, I reckon. I just think St Kilda are bad. They just simply are just a bad, bad, bad side, and we've seen it how many times where they 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 show something for one week and then they're terrible the next week. Good news is they're going to get um, Carlisle back, but how much is he going to show in the last game? Yeah, hopefully both coaches go well. There's nothing to play seriously to play for here except some pride and some momentum uh, bragging rights these two teams have shown um, North Melbourne obviously more so than St Kilda throughout the year that they've got the caliber of players or enough good players to play good football it's just consistency more than anything hopefully both coaches just let it just let it ride and we have an entertaining game because yeah ultimately if you want people to come and watch it you probably want a scoreline of 120 to 111 or something to that effect so it's at Etihad so this is at Etihad yeah I should have mentioned that off the top but this is at Etihad so I think North will bring Uniac in as well possibly McKay they've got a couple of options but I think the key one is going to be Uniac who's been quite good yeah. all year I uh, when he's played I look I think I think North for me I, I mean look 
Who knows? Uh, it's one of those. It's pretty dead game. North, the back North of the of me too. And just just for spectator and a bit of uh, theatrics for it, I hope Ben Brown needs to kick six or seven to take the Coleman home. So that's another discussion we should have as well. We did talk about that a fair bit on the Beyond the Game um, show, which you'll see tomorrow in your feed as well. But yeah, I, 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 it's it's a fascinating scenario, isn't it? I think given he's playing, I mean, Carlo will probably go to him. You would you would assume, but he hasn't played for a bit it's his first game back I don't know I, I think I, I still think North for me and I, I think Jared Wake you, given the way old mates played over the years he'd probably kick 12 that's okay. the thing or, or he won't get a kick I, mean, I was going to say if they want Ben Brown to get a Coleman he might be uh, old, old, old mate thug again and take out a Oh, I shouldn't say that. But Maybe. it's wait, you never never know with him. We're he waiting. does bring everything to the game sometimes. He's brought everything to the game. He's done absolutely everything, which you you've got to give him a, a tick for. So that's um that's what we reckon. Let's do a bit of a recap. So we are both thinking the Dons over Power. Yeah, both on the Brombrays for Friday night footy. Yep, and then in the Saturday games we think Geelong by a long way over the Gold Coast. Yeah, no more uh Hail Mary no. calls on the Gold Coast Suns. No, that was uh you you did well and <laughs> And it was a good uh, good suggestion, but yeah. No. They nearly did it. And then Richmond over the Doggies. Yeah, comfortably. And then we think Pies over Freo. Yeah, yeah. No, it could be a potential danger game, but I think they've got not enough with class. That form. No, not with that form. So, yeah, Pies. And not with all the hysteria you hear about off-field as well. Brad Lloyd leaving, you know, all the, somehow this... I mean, it seems to be heavily affecting the club. So. Yeah, definitely. Crows over the Blues. Comfortably. And then we think the Hawks over Sydney. Yeah, we'll continue the flip-flop of um, one team wins at the MCG and the other wins at the SCG. I think so. Yeah. And then we think... We've split on this. So split you think, on this. I think so, Lions... Yeah, this is my upset for the round, the Lions. Well, Lions uh, versus Eagles, and I, yeah, I reckon ruin, Eagles. ruin the Eagles' top two wow. chance. Imagine that. Possible. They've been a pretty good side all year. They're the best 15 side you've ever seen. Yeah. They're, well, they pretty much have been the, the best worst side you've ever seen. Best worst side ever. And then we think the D's will somehow get it together. Yeah, we think so. I'm going to go with the whole theory of um, playing the Swans the week before. Just is a bit too physically draining. So I but think also, the D's get up. Yeah, but also I can feel the narrative of the D's win this and then everyone really gets excited. The lead comes off and then they, they lose so this week. So lose the yeah. elimination final. I could absolutely see that happen. Yeah, they, they win this and go, yes, yes we're, we're so good. Finals. And then they kick 50 points and like and then 12 like last goals. year. They so might as well finish tonight. That's we love you, D's. Yeah, sorry, sorry, D's. <laughs> but it is, it is. No. Yeah, it does feel like some sort of crazy. Well, they could play scenario. each other two weeks in a row. That's the funny thing Stat. about this. Yeah, it's true. I yeah. Look for me, D's. But right, ride these ins and outs. If Kelly comes in, a couple of outs come out for Melbourne. Then I might, yeah, I might flip change. it. So yeah. and then yeah, last game of the round and of the year for home and Ruse. away. Ruse over the Saints at Hediad. Yeah, I think so. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully they can get. 22 to 25,000 there for that game as well. That'd be good just to see the season out. A couple of clubs that um, one did over deliver as far as wins and entertainment in the ruse, mm. and the Saints starting to show some flicker of hope it. for next year. 
So thanks so much for listening, guys. If you could rate and review us, that would be fantastic. Pop onto your podcast platform, just chuck up a review. That would be really good. So it's not just reliant in the charts based on listens. It's also based on reviews as well. So if you could write, that would be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be awesome. If you missed out on seeing us on Facebook Live at 7.30 this evening, it's up there. Beyond Jump the onto yep. um, Beyond the Game TV Facebook page and look at the videos. You'll see us there if you want to see that. If you don't have a chance, this... Uh, audio will be up, this, audio week. Will be up yeah. this week obviously Trent's already outlined what's going on next week That's so it. enjoy the footy if there's anything more for you to add I don't think so enjoy the footy and we yeah we should be able to get the episodes together over the next two weeks I reckon we'll be able to and then back to normal service see you later see you later guys enjoy Bye-bye. the footy see ya